Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. All right. We are so lucky to have with us today, Kelty Knight. And she, if you don't already know her and aren't already a fan of her amazing work, she is an Emmy award-winning actress. She's been all over television for years now. And she has a brand new book that we're going to talk about today. So Kelty, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to dig in and talk a little bit about your your journey leading up to today and this this career zig and zag uh, that you've had. So why don't you start by just like taking us back a little bit of like, how did this all get started? And how did you end up where you are today, which I'm sure is very different than where you initially thought you would be? I mean, isn't that the truth? When you're a little girl, no one's like, I want to be in my basement office uh, stressing about going on tour and where can I get the boxes of gift cards to, you know, Uh, everyone's like, I want to be a princess or a rocket scientist. Um, So for me, I grew up in Northern Canada and I was a ballerina growing up. Um, And uh, when I was 18, I moved to New York. I was a professional dancer. I worked with everyone from Kanye to Taylor Swift to Beyonce and um, was a rocket in New York City. And at some point got old for dancing, which is like 26. Um, And I had come out in between seasons and shows. I had come out to L.A. Um, I had a broken heart and uh, I was living with my friend Christina. And uh, and I ended up getting my dream job that I didn't know was my dream job, being a music host for a television series and uh, and meeting my husband within the same like two weeks. So I stuck in L.A. and I've been out here in L.A. for the last uh, decade. And I worked my way up at CBS from, you know, being a digital contributor to then um, working for the Insider at Entertainment Tonight. And uh, a couple of years ago, uh, seven years ago, I started the Lady Gang podcast with two of my friends. And that really took off. And a couple of years ago, I was lucky enough to be able to leave my day job to just focus on this passion project full time. And we are three days away from heading out on the most ambitious tour we've ever planned, plus releasing our second book. And um, and it's a recession. So thanks for asking. It's going great. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Everything always goes as planned. Right. And, and all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed and everything's perfect. Right. Everything. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. So when you started this passion project, when you started the podcast with your yeah. friends and you were kind of like, I'm just going to like do this thing. Like, did you see this turning into the thing and then being, you know, the the source of where the book came from? Like, or was this truly just like, I'm going to start this hobby for fun? Or did you plan to turn this into your full-time thing? That's a great question. I am a three on the Enneagram. I don't know if you follow that. And an an Aquarius Capricorn mix. So I've never done anything for fun in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. I I really was desperate to... I remember Becca Tobin and I as one of the co-hosts. We were sitting at the 101 Cafe and she had just wrapped up um, Glee and I was working like 16 hours a day and a little bit unfulfilled in my job. And we kind of looked at each other and we thought, you know, we just need to create something that we can't get fired from. Because when you're um, sort of a peg or a pawn, I guess, in the moving parts of Hollywood, there's just always that fear. Like you're 
we're just so easily replaceable. And we wanted something that was our own. And so, no, did we ever think that it would be this? I don't think there's a single founder or anyone who starts anything that believes that, oh, it's going to be this unless it's like, you know, Elon Musk is like, I'm going to go to Mars. But, you know, I, I think you 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 grow every year and you gain every year and you get clear to what you want to do. I mean, there's a lot of things that we've done as a podcast that have bombed. Um, and we're like, we're never doing that again. And there's things that we love doing, like these live shows and writing books. So, yeah, you know, we had no idea, but I wanted something that was my own, that if I put in the elbow grease and the work, 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 it could be successful. And it wasn't building someone else's multi-million dollar brand. I could build my own brand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. What would you say are some of the the best things that you learned during your time in Hollywood that you're now using in your everyday life? I'm sure there's lots of things that you wanted to like completely escape from and, and not have to deal with anymore. But what would you say are the things like the real like lessons learned that now are helping you with the books, with sure. the podcast, with everything that you're doing from here? I think over the past decade, I I have interviewed basically every A-list, B-list, C-list celebrity that exists. And I would say the through line that I learned from Hollywood is that everyone is a little bit insecure and everyone doesn't really know what they're doing. Um, and yeah, and, <laughs> and it's, that. it's it's like this confidence of, you know, there's there's people I think of like the women that I absolutely adore in Hollywood. Jennifer Lopez always comes to mind because I just think Jennifer Lopez on a red carpet is like my favorite thing. Um, She really comes to play, but like there's, she's the most confident woman I can think of. And there have been times where we've been in between interviews and she'd been like, did you really like it? Like, you know, asking Mm -hmm. about a project Mm -hmm. she was working on and and isn't sure of it. And, and I think the other thing that I've learned about um, that I would want everyone to know is you just have to get really good at rejection. And I think out in the the regular world, um, you don't have to deal with that quite as much because people stay at jobs longer or they get rejected from dating like once every three years or, you know, you didn't get the thing that happened. But in Hollywood, rejection is daily. It's hourly. You're constantly getting emails, pass, no, don't want them. You're constantly seeing other things that people got that you wanted for yourself that like you weren't able to to get. Like it's a constant exercise in picking yourself up, dusting yourself self off. And it's really just a numbers game. And that's what these yeah. all these stars do. They, you, If the first single doesn't work on the record, you put out the second single. If the first movie bombs, you put it on the next movie. Like It's like you just cover up. You move away from the failure very quickly and you're able to just turn. And um, that's a skill that Hollywood has. A, is, it's killer. Yeah. And it's it's the most important skill. I mean, we we have a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners that listen to this show. And I think that's the most important key to entrepreneurial success is your ability to bounce back from failure, learn from it, move on, learn from it, move on, extract the lesson and and keep on moving. And it's really it's your it's your recovery rate, your speed to recovery that determines how high and how far you'll go. So that's really interesting. You said Hollywood has that like nailed, right? They they know that's the secret to their success. Yeah. I mean, you look at like Lady Gaga just released her. Uh, I mean, it's such a perfect match to have a makeup line, right? And she did this big release with Amazon. And I don't know the details of it, but just skimming the surface, like it did not launch the way that she wanted it to yeah. with that partnership. And so what did she do? She was like, this is not working. This is not the thing. And then went back, rebranded and redid, reformulated and now has a new launch. And it's like, it doesn't always mean starting over, but like you have yeah. to know when something's not working to yeah. like 
give it up. Like listen to yeah. the people. I'm a big data person. I'm always like right now I'm, we're doing TikTok ads for the first time. Um, and it's my first time advertising on TikTok. And like, I'm obsessed with watching the data and the click throughs and like what people are responding to. And it's yeah. definitely not always what I think it's going to be, which is so surprising. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's one of the biggest things we've learned is like a lot of times you have your pretty, like perfect little thing you want to put out there and like, no one cares. And then you put out there something that's like, you think is awful. You're like, I can't even look at this. It's terrible. And you just have to be willing to like, let the conversion speak because a lot of times the thing that you would choose is not the thing that they're going to choose. And that's another thing. I think it's removing your ego from the process because sometimes you have to be willing to kind of like put yourself out there in a way that wouldn't be of your choosing in order to truly connect with people. Right. God, it's the amount of times that I've spent so much money and so much time on editing something so that's pretty yep. and glossy and perfect. And then literally like me in a romper yep. in my kitchen dancing is like the thing that goes viral. Yep. It's so annoying, but what a great lesson. And and, yeah. and actually, this is a really funny thing because we're about to head out on this Lady Secrets tour. And um, we've been talking with my team who, by the way, is all women, which is so dope. Um, and we were talking about, you know, we're having a videographer come and a photographer and there's a certain place for that. And then our team is like, yeah, but who's going to just be like following you with a phone. And I was like, but yeah. wait, will that have a filter, the Paris filter? Like, you know, it, it's really hard because you see so much shiny stuff out there in the marketplace. Um, and I think the thing that sets Lady Gang apart is that we've always just been really raw. We've never truly had the budget to be able yeah. to like do things in a fancy way. We're all, um, just normal people. We're not Nepo babies. We have no rich parents. We have no famous parents. Like we just had to like bootstrap it. And um, I think that authenticity really shines through. It, it's everything. And especially now, right? Especially now, because it's so easy to be anything other than that, that when you actually are that, it stands out a thousandfold versus even just a couple of years ago, for sure. Obviously, I want want to talk about the the book and I want to talk about the tour and you literally have your suitcases there behind you. Like, it's amazing that we got to have you here today. So thank you for that. That's huge. Um, But before we do, let's talk a little bit about the podcast, right? Because the podcast has become this like huge thing and, and a really big success for you. And obviously there's so much like trial and error and just kind of figuring out what works, but also figuring out like what you enjoy, which I think is the most important part of podcasting. What for you have been have become some of like the go tos as far as like growing the show and monetizing the show to really make it make it count and and be able to help move into the other things that you want to do? Yeah, this is such a good question and something that I get asked all the time um, and DM'd and don't have time to write people back. They're like, can I pick your brain about this podcast thing? Because everyone's doing a podcast and a lot of brands are like, oh, this is such a great way to to get new people listening. Um, I think the thing that really sets Lady Gang apart from a lot of the podcasts is that we we have an undertone of service to our community at all times. Um, so what I mean by that, I want to be clear, like I'm obviously not curing cancer, but we go into every episode with the mission of we want to make women feel less alone. So I think where podcasts get off track is that there are times where people just talk to want to hear themselves talk. Like It's like, I just want to hear myself talk and I'm going to fill this 45 minutes and it's going to be, I'm so entertaining. 
But the best podcasts are the podcasts where you learn something. So it's like the NPRs, the whatever, these interviews with founders or other people that you find inspirational that are like kind of teaching you something or what Lady Gang is, which is like we do absolutely have expert episodes on, but we're sharing our lives and we're sharing it in such a raw, real way that you're meant to sort of feel less alone after you're listening. So whether that's me sharing a story about my marriage or my work life or or whatever's going on, like you walk away from the episode feeling like you learned something about me, but but also maybe you feel a little bit better about your own disaster of a life. Um, yes. And so it's about the service. Like, um, you, you know, I, for me, like I'm not a true crime person. Like there, obviously there's other kinds of podcasts, but for us, like, I think it's, it's about like listening and being of service in whatever that way it, whatever I, that way. I, I couldn't agree more. No, absolutely. I, I think that there's a lot of shows that that I stopped listening to because they kind of lost what the meaning and, and purpose of that exchange is. It's a very personal thing for someone to put you in their earbuds and take that little bit of free time that they had of a moment of silence or transition from one thing to the next or to be their inspiration while they're working or whatever the case and to say, I choose you. And there's millions of shows that they can choose from. And so I love the heart of service. It's something that we talk about on this show so often. And I think that's so encouraging for people that are building their show that are trying to find like the thing. And it's like, but but just remember why you're doing what you're doing at the very central core and allow that to carry you and drive your strategy. Right. Yeah. And you have to be like, I, I think it's like you have to be, you know, giving a service or you have to be have a story that is so interesting. Like right now, our friend of the podcast, Holly Madison, is like crushing it. She just launched her, her, you know, Hugh Hefner Playboy Days podcast. It's been number one. But like that is a once in a lifetime biography. Like the TV show was such a hit. I would listen to her tell those behind the scenes secret stories forever. Is she really doing like an act of service? No, but the entertainment value is so Hi. Same thing like Meghan Markle's podcast I just listened yeah. to with with um, Mariah Carey. Did I learn anything that's going to really help me in my life? Not not so much. Um, but God, it was entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you listen to different shows for different reasons. Sometimes you're listening to a show to learn and grow. Sometimes you're listening for a sense of connection. You know, and and you know to feel like your thoughts and ideas are resonant. There are other people that think and feel that way. And sometimes it's it's education information inspiration, but heart of service, right? I, I, I think that's, that's great how you shared that. Most business owners think that they have to work longer hours and add more complexity to their business in order to achieve seven or eight figures online. Well, after achieving eight figure success and helping others to do the same, I'm here to tell you, it's not about complexity. It's certainly not about algorithms or fancy funnels that don't convert. In fact, there are simple strategies focused on human connection and really showing up, serving, teaching, and making a difference for people that can help you to make big leaps in your business with just one simple strategy. So if you wanna learn the key thing that my clients have used over and over again to produce six and seven figure leaps in their business, to cross the threshold of seven and even eight figures, click the link and come join me for the free workshop I have coming up. It's time to take back your time, enjoy some freedom, and finally step into the empowered and fulfilled CEO that you're meant to be. Click the link and I'll see you inside. 
let's talk about the book. This is your second book. And then the tour. So the new book is called Lady Secrets. And this actually really started when we released our first book, which was a New York Times bestseller, Toronto Star bestseller, a USA Today bestseller. I mean, we like, we really crushed and we, it was very unexpected. I mean, I was I literally on the, there's a video of me crying on the floor of my kitchen when we found out how well the book did, which is a testament to the community that we have. Um, yeah. And Barnes and Noble came to us and they wanted a, um, a special edition of the book. They wanted something that only people could get there. So we ended up like having girls submit these secrets and it went so well. We got so many submissions. We're like, well, if we ever do another book, it should just be all secrets. So the book features over 30 essays that Becca, Jack, and I wrote. And it's very much along the lines of what you hear on the Lady Gang podcast. It's our deepest, darkest secrets. Becca's talking about her infertility, her surrogate, her new baby. I'm talking about breaking into a George Clooney party, my time on The Bachelor. Um, uh, Jack's you know, talking about when she went accidentally on a date with Josh Dumel, her body image issues, like yeah, it, it, the whole range. And then we also set up this hotline, one eight four four sexy lady where our community could call in and leave us a message anonymously telling us their deepest, darkest secret. So we read through over 10,000 submissions. We edited them down and there are lady gang secrets throughout the book. Um, and they range from really short, like two line things. This woman is, um, you know, she's saying uh, at night when she falls asleep, she dreams about her husband dying because she think it, she thinks it would be a really good backstory on The Bachelor. Um, like there's women who are speaking fake languages to impress others. There's fraud. There is um, a lot of bodily fluids, sex. Uh, everyone's cheating on their husband. I mean, it's just a lot. It was more than I even expected. And so that's what the book is. It's meant to be one of those like Mindy Kaling, Andy Cohen, Chelsea Handler type of like easy reads where you can pick it up and put it down yeah. uh, when you have you running around your busy life and your kids and, um, you know, a, a perfect airplane read. Yeah. It gives you a little break. It's, it's, it's like escapism at its best, right? It's like, it gives you a little escape and you don't have to sit there for hours. You can like flip it open. Not a hard read. And be on the floor, like keeled over. Yes. Right. I love it's definitely going to be one of those books where you're reading it to your fiance, your significant other, um, your friend, and you send a screenshot and you're like, oh my God, this, remember when this happened to us, this happened to other people. You yeah. Know? No, that's amazing. I love it. Okay. So you, you have the book and now you're, you're getting ready to launch this tour. So, so talk to me about the, the tour, what's going to be happening. Where are you going? What are you doing? So we had massive plans with the first book to do this huge tour. We put a deposit on a tour bus. And the reason that tour is so important to us, people are like, why don't you just fly it on the weekends and do a gig? Sure. There's a whole backstory to this. So Jack and I in our early 20s dated the same guy. And he was a rock musician, a very popular band. And we were pitted against each other. And it was like very penny lane. She dated him, then I dated him. She went back with him. And like we were really internet hate. We hated each other on the internet. And then after we got rid of that guy, we became friends and we've been Penny Lane since I'm married to a music manager. She's engaged to a, a guitar player. Like we've never gotten over our love of like that rock and roll lifestyle. So for us, when it was like, it's time to tour, we're like, we got to get our own bus. 
I don't want to share a bunk with any man. I want my own bus for the whole tour. And so we got this bus, which is insanely expensive. Why are we doing this? Um, And we had it all planned. And then the pandemic happened. And we literally weren't even together when our first book launched. We had to do a Zoom party. It was like, you know, there was way worse things happening in the world. It was kind of a heartbreak. And so when we did this book, we're like, we're going to do it big again. And so little did we know Becca would have a six month old baby. Um, I would have a new television show that I am uh, in the final stages of putting the edits on that's coming out this fall. I mean, it's the craziest time in the world, but we're heading out. We start next Tuesday, uh, 13th of September in Chicago. We're doing 15 cities. We're going across the whole country. We're going to watch rom-coms in our pajamas. We're going to do yoga in parking lots. Like we're doing the whole thing. That is absolutely incredible. I love it. And like way to just decide to have like an experience of it. You know, I think too many times when we're doing things, you're like, you're setting the goal and you're doing the thing. And it's it's all about like the the outcome and, and the achievement. But like you did it in the reverse where like it's all about the experience. Right. Yeah. I think I think when we from a brand point of view and from like a business point of view, it's really important to have what we're like saying are tent poles like throughout the year of like these big things that we're doing. We're losing money on the tour. Like we're not making money on this tour. Um, But it's important because we want to connect with our community. We want to be in cities we've never been to before. Maybe that girl brings a friend that's never heard of Lady Gang. Um, It's a great opportunity to come out and meet people like you that are doing amazing things and and, and meet new audiences. So um, you can't just go down the spreadsheet and be looking at like, oh, this is make making the most money because making the most money is me sitting in this room podcasting 10 hours a day. And like, that's also not my dream life. You know, I want to get out into the world. So, yes. um, Oh my gosh. And I do agree with you though. I think it is important to have like pillar things throughout the course of the year that are just kind of like the fun splash that you're doing that show people that like the brand is alive. Like it's energized. You're doing special fun things. You're not just kind of going through the motions of all the same things that everyone else is doing. And I think that's something, you know, that is important, but also those things are a lot of times the loss leader, but the loss leader easily can pivot into driving the back end profits in so many other ways because of the energy and the connection and the visibility that it creates. So I think it's important also not to to just make the decision on the upfront. It's really like, how is this going to serve the overall community that we're creating and the connectedness? And you mentioned community earlier, and I want to come back to that for one second, because I really do believe, especially now, since we're all connected 24-7, that people feel more disconnected than ever. Community is so so important to building a vital brand. Like that's the heartbeat of what keeps people coming back. They feel like they're a part of something, right? So you talked about how like you were shocked by the results of the book. You were so happy, you know, with the outcome and that you felt like a lot of it was because of community. What are some of the things that you feel like you've done really well with the brand that have cultivated that sense of belonging, that sense of community, that relationship between people and between you and them? Um, This is another amazing... Thank you for such amazing questions. This is such a great question. So we fell into having a Lady Gang community by accident. We started the podcast and Jack Vanek, one of my co-hosts, she was like, you know what I'm seeing a lot of true crime people do is like a Facebook group. And I was like, I haven't been on Facebook in about 10 years. And the only reason I go on is to like see my high school reunion. Um, And so we started this Facebook group and had like 500 listeners, 500 girls overnight. And 
it has become, I think it's like 35,000 women. We literally don't allow anyone in anymore because it's, it's too much to handle. Yeah. But, um, but we, we, that's how the community started. We started with this Facebook group and I have been asked many times from brands, like, how did you do it? What would you do? And I was like, go start a, a Facebook group. Because what it is, is the Facebook group feeds itself. Yes, we have moderators all around the world that are moderating to make sure the rules and it absolutely gets messy. And there have been many sleepless nights. You can't imagine yeah. 35,000 women oh, yeah. all getting along all the time. Um, and I know many brands have shut down their Facebook groups, but ours... Yep is one of those things that keeps giving and it's it's so self-run like girls yeah. are always posting they're asking for help so much so that they've broken off into 116 subgroups so we have lady gang groups wow. lady gang weddings lady gang trying to conceive we have lady gang like a, a trauma group we have lady gang loves big bang theory we have lady gang loves peloton it. um and so and those are all just women in our community that thought hey i I want a mini community within this community. So yes. that's really important. Um, I think the respect of we've made the rules pretty clear in our community of like, if you want to be in this group, you have to be a fan of the brand, which means like you don't have to buy everything and you don't have to listen to everything we do. But like, mm -hmm. please don't come in this group to like be the consumer feedback for what we're yes. offering. Like yes. do that to our email. So this can't sure. be like the lady gang complaints group. Sure. sure. Um, yeah. be, be kind. And one thing we're struggling right now, I'm going to be honest with you, is like, what do we do about politics? Because we are a worldwide brand. So you know, our Facebook community has women from from everywhere. So it, it, we're we're here in America in such a political climate. It's so important as a woman to be politically active, but we don't want the group to turn into a politics group because our fans in the UK, our fans in Australia, our fans in Africa are not going to be as interested in that. So we we struggle with like, what do you promote as far as politics and religion and those things that are yeah. sort of don't talk about at the dinner table. Um, yeah. But yeah. And then one of the things I am actually sitting here looking at my desk. And so we made these solo YOLO pins. This is for tour. I'll show you them. Um, it says solo oh, yeah. YOLO. Okay. So one of the things that we do as a community is we really, um, we really love on our girls that don't have friends. So a lot of our women went to college somewhere and have taken jobs in other places or moved to new cities. Yeah. Or let's be honest, keeping female friendships in your adult years is so difficult. For sure. So for tour, we have these solo YOLO pins. If you buy a single ticket, you come, you get this pin. Everyone in the building knows that you came alone. So you're going to meet another solo YOLO girl and make a new friendship or a group of friends is going to like come and take you um, into their group. So um, we see it all the time. And we really have to know that about our community that like, a lot of girls are going to be buying single tickets to this show. They don't have someone to come with. How can we make it a fun experience if you're brave enough to come alone? Um, and so we do work very hard on cultivating our community and making sure everyone feels safe and seen. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that because I think that uh, it, it's... It's an underlying thing that is so, so crucial, but that a lot of times because business owners and entrepreneurs don't understand how to monetize it, they don't want to spend time and energy on it. When in reality, a lot of times it's the thing behind the thing behind the thing 
that is the thing that's actually driving this over here. And so I really appreciate you sharing that. And I think that, you know, it, it sh- like it shows that's why you're getting the support because you understand that meaning. You understand the importance of giving people that sense of belonging, connection, rapport, relationship. It's it's so huge. It's kind of like when in the 90s when I was in the Paula Abdul fan club and like you could get the tickets first and the sticker first and the whatever. Yeah. Like we kind of have that that mindset. And, and as far as the financial, like I would just say it's the best business decision we ever made. Yeah. Um, because we do do, you know, singular when we had, we had a clothing line with express last year, two years ago. Oh my God, time flies. Um, and we wanted our girls in our community to see it first. So we did a sip and shop in the Facebook group. You could only get in if you were in the Facebook group and we sold through half of our inventory from one hour in just the Facebook group. The world didn't yeah. even know we had this collaboration. Now from a brand standpoint, um, it also can hurt us because we do have so much of our brand and our success lives within this walls of this little like secret community. So we're not those people that have a hundred million followers on Instagram yeah. or, you know, uh, a million followers on TikTok, but we have the listeners of the podcast, but it doesn't always translate to like an Instagram following. And so sometimes outwardly people will be like, what do you mean? You guys aren't that popular. And we're like, no, you don't understand, you know? And so yeah. that, that's been a real struggle to like, if we had taken our, what we do in our Facebook group into a different platform, we may have more success in certain ways because it's a public facing platform, but because it's all behind the scenes, you don't get to see the engagement rate out in the public. And I, I totally understand because we did the same thing and it was massive for us in terms of growth and, and brand connection and, and monetizing. But again, we probably spent close to five years building that community in a private Facebook group as well. And while we were behind the scenes growing the business and growing the brand with that on the outside, you can't, you can't tell or see that as much, but it's like six and a half, half dozen the other. It's like, do you want to, do you want the results or do you want to look like you have the results? Because there's a lot of people with millions of followers on Instagram yep. that aren't making any money, right? So it's just Correct. finding that balance of you know your inside community and then your external brand that you're building and kind of de- deciding you know what you're going to prioritize and making sure that you have some of both, right? And also, it's interesting. Like seven years ago, when we started the podcast and this community was born, community was not a buzzword yet. Like people, brands yeah. were not like, oh my God, the Peloton community. Like that wasn't happening yet. Right. We fell into it by accident. And I would say, almost with the way for me, the way I follow people on social media, everything is so niche now. It's like you're a book lover, you're a Star Wars lover, you're a thing yeah. lover, you're a, I love this person on social media. Yeah. There really isn't this like all encompassing superstar yeah. that there used to be. And so while we did fall into that community and that niche world um, kind of by accident, and it has hurt us along the way in certain ways, I do think everything's, co- especially like with these new algorithms on Instagram, who cares how many Instagram followers exactly. you have? No one's seeing the content. So it's kind of great that we have this little niche following and community because no one can take that away from us. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. No, these are, they're such great lessons. And it's so interesting because it's, it's a totally different world, but the same principles carry over across whatever industry you're in. There's, there's lessons for anyone that's listening to the show today. 
Is the tour coming to Florida? Am I going to get to see you guys? Unfortunately, we did our test oh, show in Florida. Tampa two months ago. So we did Tampa. It was amazing. We had so much fun. Florida is so weird. We had all this weird news out of Florida. You guys crazy Florida. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a Florida date. I think the closest is Atlanta. Okay. Um, and and I know Becca used to like do her summer vacation in Florida. So and she was from Atlanta. So I don't think it's that far. But, you know, yeah. there's like so much that goes into touring. Touring right now is a nightmare because everyone's on tour. Um, a lot yeah. of the venues that are smaller went out of business during COVID. So to find somewhere yes. to even host your tour. So we went to the cities that we could get to and we're doing the most we can. And, and we'll see about, you know, another tour. So. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. I'm so happy for you. I can't wait to see the tour boss and everything that you put together. It's just, it's brilliant and you're having fun and you're keeping the meaning and connection with what you're doing along the way, which is awesome. So let's tell everyone where they can follow the tour, how they can yes. get the book and how they can connect with you online. Yeah. So the book is the most important thing. If you're listening right now and the book sounds interesting, please head over to wherever you get books um, and pre-order the book. It's out September 20th. Um, it's available you know, at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart. Um, there's a great, great site called bookshop.org where you can type in the name of the book and it will literally buy it from your local indie and send it to you just as easy oh, as Amazon, but you're supporting a local awesome. indie, um, which is really, really, really cool. Bookshop.org. And, um, and pre-orders really matter. And I think this is really interesting because you have a lot of people that are doing books or whatever. It's a really interesting thing because the pre-order numbers basically tell the entire retail space how many books they should put in their store. So if you've like, even if on the day your book comes out, you sell 20,000 copies, it actually doesn't really matter. It's very, very important to like get those early orders. So if you're okay. thinking about getting the book, team. All right, guys, you heard it. You got to go grab your copy um, of the book. Yeah. And the, and the tickets are available at theladygang.com slash tour. We start on September 13th in Chicago and we have dates all the way through uh, Denver, Colorado in November. So it's going to be super fun. There's tons of freebies. Um, we have a we have a brand sponsor that I'm not allowed to name that's giving everyone who comes a $25 gift card to their store. Like Woo! just free, free money. It. It's literally the cost of your ticket. So um, it's going to be a, a great show and I can't wait and I better get packing. All right. All right. Well, I was so... This has been a beautiful conversation. So excited. We will be cheering for you every step of the way. We're going to pre-order the book. We're going to get the audience to pre-order the book. Thanks so much for being here. Good luck with the tour. You're going to kill it. Thanks and for a great is, interview. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Kelty. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for 